Okay, I'm stoked about this edition of the Lost Zane Recordings. I'm going to give you a classic edition of Dear Meathead. Of course, that bit got its origin, or its origin story, I guess. Got its origin. Its origin story comes from WBBL. That's where it all started. And so back in 2016, this show is from December 1st, 2016. It's a Dear Meathead episode with my father i hope you enjoy it it's part of the free view of the lost zane recordings the full show available on my patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n patreon.com slash eric zane yeah i've been talking about it for uh geez three years three months and a number of days so get on after it sign up for my patreon i won't let you down you will love the patreon five or ten bucks a month five bucks is all the audio ten is all the audio plus the video plus the live streams all there for you the entire archive hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of episodes of different uh, things you've never heard before of me patreon bonus lost zane ben and eric patreon podcast insane asylum smarter than a former drug dealer trivia it's all up there hours and hours and hours of content each and every week makes a great accompanying partner for my free podcast patreon.com slash eric zane here you go with a free view of the lost zane recordings okay don't forget to vote on west michigan's most busted mouth no wait a minute that ended at midnight i thought it ends december 1st 1159 you're right i'm wrong it ends tonight go to wbbl.com and vote for the most busted mouth in west michigan somebody's getting a new mouth from Wood Meadow Dentistry. See, the results should be like uh, hidden. Because we're going to know who won. Like, are we supposed to make a grand announcement tomorrow? Yeah, I actually made that. I actually suggested that, that it would be a blind vote. Right. And it didn't do me any good, apparently. Why is that? Because it's not definitely not a blind vote. I, may, I said, don't make it so that people can see. So, dumb. What can I do? I can only... I was asked, hey, do you want to make it a blind vote? Yes, I do. Okay, it's a not blind vote. Let's bring him in. Hey, Dad, how are you? Dad! Hey! Hey, me, Dad! Hey, baby, how you going? Man, you got an awesome program there. Thank you, Dad. Uh, I like your commercials. You like the commercials? Perfect. You must really like it. Now I do. Now, if I'm understanding correctly, the way the dynamic is, Dad, is it's gotten to a point where while you are on the radio, uh, Joanne, my sweet stepmother, is listening in the other room online. Isn't that how you've done it? That is correct. Okay. Now, because of that, Joanne became aware of your overuse of the word embellish and told you about it, correct? Yes. She goes, ding. <laughs> right. That's because every time you say embellish, we play the bell. Uh, so yeah. I, I, now, last time we talked, you didn't say it once. So I think it's over. I think there's no way that you'll ever say it again because of that. No, no, no. I don't do that purposely. It just just didn't come up. Okay. Well, if, feel free to use it, and we'll keep track of how many times you use it. Embellishment is part of my life. Yes, we all embellish, Dad. Thank you. And you can call with questions for Dad at eight hundred seven eight five one zero seven three. We actually have someone other than Jeremy. Uh, who has a question for you a little bit later okay. on. Okay. At least I think. 
Kyle, bring him on. Hold, Dad, Dad, hold on a second. Kyle, is that is that really not Jeremy? It's it's John Doe. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, Can't uh, wait to talk to Jeremy. I don't, I don't I don't know if I want to do that today. Uh, tell him we'll get him next time. Tell him just for his own good, we'll get him next time. Oh, Dad. Uh, <laughs> Dad. Question number one comes from Kenny, who you actually met at the live show a couple weeks ago. Kenny is a dude who came all the way from uh, from Nashville. Wow. He says, uh, "Dear me, oh, Nashville." Yes, in, in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, Nashville, Tennessee. He says he was so glad to meet you in person. He writes, "The only reason I made the trip alone is because my wife went to the beach off the coast of North Carolina earlier in the year for five days with some girlfriends. Thus." leaving me, as he writes, to basically be a single parent all of that week. He says, we've got four kids, and I just thought we should have all uh, went and gotten to enjoy the beach together. But anyway, he says he made the trip up from Nashville and was back within two days. Now his his wife says, we're even. But by my Uh count, Kenny says, by my count, I think I've still got three days coming where I should be able to take another trip by myself. What do you think? Are we even, Meathead? Or should I make sure I still get my extra three days? Sign Kenny in Nashville. Kenny, my man, if you only got two days of your whole week, you better do it. Pack it up and come on down. In fact, give me a call. I'll just go ahead and entertain the heck out of you. <laughs> okay, so uh, you're saying that he does need those those three days. They are over. He needs it. He needs to get away. Okay. Uh, Dad, uh, Brian in New Jersey writes, Hey, Meathead, I'm in the process of selling my house. I have a camera in my living room so I can spy on the people who are coming to view the home. One of the couples who, who recently came to see it seemed to be less than desirable. Firstly, is it wrong that I'm recording them? And if these foul-mouthed individuals do make an offer, is it wrong that I don't want them living in my old house? Well, Kenny, you're selling your house. You want to get out from under it, and obviously you want to improve your situation. You really don't care what they do. As long as they pay the bill and buy the house, let them have it. Mm. Otherwise, don't just put any aggravation in your life by listening to the idiots that are bad-mouthing your house. Good point, Dad. Uh, Dad, there's this one. Dear Meathead, I work with a guy who thinks it's dumb to refer to the president as President Trump and that he'll only refer to him as Trump. To me, it sounds disrespectful. I should also mention that he looks like a skinny Amish caveman and sounds like he has rocks in his mouth when he speaks. (laughs) What do you think? Everyone has got some sort of a fallacy that is not acceptable by everyone. Uh huh. So there he is. It's his character. He's born. He's had it for all these years. He's not going to change. And then, if he's the president elected by millions of people, hey, I don't care about this personality situation. You've got to respect the man. Can you imagine you as the president and the whole world is caving in on you because of the problems that exist and he is supposed to solve the issue? Right. Hey, give the guy a break. So, should you know, they... <laughs> a human being, treat him like a human being. Well, should it uh, should he should he be known as president elect Trump or just Trump? President elect Trump. Okay. All right. That's respecting the guy. Uh, dad, this one's uh, prefers to be anonymous. It says, I've been married to my current husband for three years. His family 
amazingly, prefers to be with his ex-wife and invites her to all family functions. Now, obviously, my husband wants nothing to do with her, but would still like to see his family. They have told us they will not make a decision, so we will continue to invite her to all functions. How do we proceed? Do we write off the family and stop going to functions if she is there, or hang in there until they see her true colors? Signed, Anonymous. Well, Mr. Anonymous, I find that a little weird that your current family altogether is into the ex-wife of yours. They're they're weird. Uh, But I believe that you should really not attend the functions that involve this other person. Hey, uh, have an intelligent conversation with them. Tell them this hurts you. Mm Mm-hmm. The fact that you invite this person, hey, it's an ex, gone. Unless you have children and so forth involvement, that's another issue. But no, hey, back off, get away from them. Have you ever been in the same room with all of your exes and your current wife? Yes, I have. (laughs) I mean, if you take Joanne's exes and your exes, we got enough for like two baseball teams there, Dad. Listen. For Thanksgiving, we had her ex-husband there. It's the father of the kids. Yeah. The kids invite him to their house because that's where the party was. Right. And we treat him properly, you know. It was, I've actually seen that, this dynamic in play before. And it's remarkable how how everybody plays nice. Even my mom, when, when you guys have been in the same room. Absolutely. I mean, these are human beings. They had a history together, and now the history is over. But then again, the memories on some of the people are still there. I have no memories of it. Did you show the uh, ex-husband who's boss? Like, you pulled down your pants and like really showed him who the man was? <laughs> no, I didn't do that. Now you got to respect the situation. Yeah. Don't embellish it, Julius. I try Don't not to. embellish it. My gosh. That would have been funny, though. <laughs> Um, let's see here. Uh, Tim writes, my wife and I have recently decided that we no longer want nice things anymore. And we're going to try to have kids since you were an expert at this earlier in your life. I would like to pick your brain. What is, he says, what is the best way to get my wife pregnant? Do any positions embellish the chances of knocking her up? (laughs) Hey, the best thing is to get her drunk. Nobody knows what happened except you. But you got to stay sober, buddy. Yeah, I would say that that's important. Sure. You know, you want everything to work right. And, but don't embellish it and don't bring it up to the world, you know, hey, that yeah. you did it. Yeah. If you get caught at knowing, letting her know that you did that purposely. Right. You could have big problems. Hey, Dad, this one's a serious one from Erin. She writes, Dear me, Dad, I lost my parents at a young age. My dad when I was nine, unfortunately. My mom when I was 29. My daughter was born three weeks before my mom passed away. So she never got the chance to get to know her grandma. Lots of issues run in the family, including health, like heart disease, diabetes, cancer. Also, addiction is a problem. Uh, She says, and I have dealt with emotional issues and depression myself. She writes, I want to write a journal of family history to share with her when she's older. 
Mm. No one's around to tell her themselves. She's still young. Uh, what age would be a good time to present her with this information? Or should I just scrap the whole open and honest idea and let her figure out how flawed we all are on her own, like the rest of us did? Signed, Aaron. Aaron, that's really a tough situation you're involved in. But I think you should tell the child when it's an appropriate age to what happened to their lives. And it, it, it really is a good thing that you will you know so? about the heritage that you have. Now, included in the fact that 10, o'clock, 10 years old uh, and on, start telling him the story. Really? You yes. think so? I mean, even if, even if, I mean, wouldn't it be nice to just like, uh, if it, if she finds out, she finds out. Otherwise, let her experience the world in a in a in a more um, uh, 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 a, a way that's more um, coming, taking it as it comes, as opposed to dumping all that um, you know baggage on her. No, no, because the child is really never been involved in that. Is not exposed to the situation. Give him some information as you go. And let him know exactly where his heritage are. And don't embellish it any more than you should. But let him know what's going on. And uh, let her have the background of her family, you know. Maybe she'll grow to hate him anyway. (laughs) Maybe uh, Mm -hmm. she'd like the fact that the mother ditched everything. I don't know. Sounds very questionable to me, Dad. Give the kid kid an opportunity to make her own choices. Dad, Mark writes this. Do you believe in aliens, meathead? (laughs) No. You do not? Aliens are figment of your own imagination. You see some shadows somewhere and says, oh, there's an alien. Well, isn't it, you know, I mean, if you have the, are, are we that uh, egocentric that we think that we're the only ones in the entire grand dynamic universe? Human beings are. We're the only ones, huh? We're the only ones. Hmm. Uh, Dad, Luke writes this. This is our last question. Actually, uh, I thought I had one on hold. Sorry about that. I don't. Uh, Luke writes, your son Eric has lots of pets, meathead. Cats, dogs, bunnies, goldfish, hamster. It never seems to end at his house. Did Eric have any pets growing up? Why do you think he loves pets so much? No, no, no. He did not really have a lot of pets, but we had dogs. That's a pet. But the occasional dog, when we had one and the one died, we got another dog. But we only have had a couple of dogs. Right. Now, he, uh, he loves the dogs. In fact, I'll tell you a little story. When the dog was old, this particular dog, and we were supposed to put him down, mm. he wanted to take that dog to the vets. So we are in a vehicle. We get out of the vehicle. There's a doctor's office. We yeah. start walking toward the dog, and he's got the leash. Uh, the way to that door, he says, Dad, I don't want to do this. You take the dog. Uh, he went in the van and sat there. Yeah. And I'll tell you, he was very sensitive to the fact that we put him down. Yeah. Uh, he loves uh, he loves pets. It's gonna make me cry right now all over again. <laughs> no, it, it, uh, it's very uh, close to my heart. That was Queenie. God bless yes. her. So no, hey, dogs, dogs like a human being to me. Yeah. 
Do you remember that time when you treat him to set him on fire? Can you believe that? Yeah, I know it. I know it. Do you remember that time when you dropped that tree on Pepper? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> it's, it's, and then I went to hug him and love him. The damn thing bit my nose. I know it. Ama- I can't believe that dog survived <laughs> it when you dropped that tree. It's always something with trees in you. Well, hey, listen. When you come from an area that's a desert. What? Yeah. These are great. Huh? Okay. Yes, that's true, Dad. So, is that the reason why you cut down trees and always injure people or yourself? Because you come from a desert? Is that what you're suggesting? No, 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 no. I just interfere with that because the tree is in the way of some something. So I got to cut them down. So I got three more to cut down yet. Hey, Dad, I'm getting closer to a sponsor for this segment. Okay. I just got word Listen, today. I'm really though I don't care about the sponsor because no. this creates more responsibility. Let me, but let if me. you do and that's what you want, well, fine, do it. No, no it's it's great because let's see here. Uh, let me read you this email. There's an organization that does wills and mm-hmm. trusts and planning for the aging process, um, and. They primarily work with seniors, so this is perfect. We're trying to grease the skids to make it so that you would actually do the commercial read. Say, hey, everybody, this is Meathead. If you're going to die, you know, whatever. Of course, I hope that they don't approach me because I already have Will. Okay, well, that's all right. Just lie and say it's that, that you need to go to them. If you had done it right, you'd have gone to these guys. Yeah, probably so, but they're in Grand Rapids, aren't they? Yeah, we'll figure it out. All you got to do okay. is say that you support them. Okay. All right, love you, Dad. Love you, too, and you guys have got an awesome crew in there. So hang in there and do a good job. Thank you, Dad. God bless God you. Bless you. And God bless you, too. See you, Dad. I love you. Bye-bye. Love you, too. That's it. My free view of the Lost Zane recordings. Thank you for the time. Full show, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Till next time, folks. Bye-bye.